All right, we're live. Welcome back to Talk with Army. I'm your co-host Delilah. And I'm your co-host Daisy. And this is Army Anonymous. This is our segment where we answer the submissions that you sent us through uh, our Google form. And if you missed the submission this time, don't worry. Like always, it will open back up. when, when is it going to open back up, Daisy? <laughs> it's going to open up three weeks before the next third episode. So, is that is that end of December? Mm, probably. Um, yeah, whenever, yeah, three weeks before episode, three weeks before episode 33. You'll, you'll, you'll be updated um, if you follow us on Twitter. So, yeah, let's, let's just get right into it. Um, and we always organize this by just starting off with the general section category so we are going to start there all right so the first submission love the podcast but i have one tiny complaint sometimes you move away from the mic so i raise the volume and then you get really close and speak louder my ears from the usa our bad (laughs) you you missed you missed um my ears happy face while shedding a tear it's really my fault more than daisy's and i noticed it recently so i will be more conscious of it i sometimes i get really worked up and then like i move around a lot and then you know i kind of forget that the mic is static so it is not following along with me so we will try our hardest to make sure the volume is more even for you guys because yeah that that must be super annoying so our bad sorry about that (laughs) Yeah, because our old mics, before we got these ones, they used to be the ones that you could clip on your shirt. So it's like it would move with us. But now we have the microphones that we plug into our laptops. And so now they kind of just stand there on the desk and then, you know, they're not moving with us. So you can tell when we're going farther away from our microphones. So definitely we'll look out for that. And if we happen to do it again, I will try and go back into the audio and then raise the volume a little bit for that particular section because I don't want you guys to be like getting your eardrums blasted out of your head. That's also not fun. <laughs> right. So um, with that, let's go on to the next submission. So this person says, I loved episode 29 about problematic media outlets and how they're able to publish this much questionable content. So I actually did a little research and applied for three of them. The application process was probably the easiest one I've ever had to fill out. No journalistic background needed, just a variety of submissions so they can check your level of English and the writing style, but overall it could not have been easier to find and easier to submit for. I still haven't heard back, and I hope I never do, because that will just highlight that literally anyone could be writing for them. And this is from Greece. Wow. I know, like, wow, like, I'm so surprised that, like, well, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm just more disappointed (laughs) at the fact that, like, it's that easy to just submit anything and you can become a quote-unquote journalist, because there are just so many people who really could have used, like, the journalistic education, if journalistic is even a word, that maybe I need to go for that education, (laughs) but, like, like yeah, just get a degree, man, get a degree in journalism, it's gonna help you out, and you're definitely gonna learn how to properly, you know, write, and learn how to write with integrity, but a lot of these people don't. 
And shout out to this person for uh, going through with this little experiment to just test it out because I never would have thought about doing that. Yeah, it's so, yeah, I'm really like, like, that's such a good idea. Like, I, I, I enjoyed that. Like, thank you for, for whoever this was. Thank you for taking one for the team. And I also pray that they do not call you back talking about, oh, yes, we like to interview. No, <laughs> run away because it just means that that particular media outlet accepts trash writers. So, like, if, if honestly, like, anybody can, like, apply and get in then like they're probably just like letting in people left and right who have no type of experience at all and those are the type of media outlets we will we will back away from we don't like to support those types of outlets yep um so um do you want to read the next mission do because i read oh, this yeah. one because like I, yeah. I feel like maybe we should just like go back and forth make things easier <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next submission says i'm afraid people will give hobie grief for his pirate hair in season greetings 2022 and this is from chile um i did not pay close enough attention to his hair let me look it up yeah, actually Right, so this is us in real time <laughs> looking up his hair. <laughs> exactly. Welcome back, uh, keyboard ASMR. Mm. We love to hear it. I personally don't see. It. He's wearing a bandana, right? Yeah. It's, I think we remember. It's still loading. When I have uh, all these school tabs open, and I also have Skype open, um, they're like my computer. It, it wants to just give up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm currently looking at some photos of him now, and from what I've seen, like, his hair is just, like, platinum blonde, and he has a bandana on in some of them, and then in other places he's got a hat on top of the bandana. I don't necessarily see anything that would make anybody upset. Um, hmm. Is it just maybe they're, I mean, um, you know, this person's from Chile, so maybe they're just wanting to double check, um... Maybe do they do they assume like the bandana is like a do rag maybe? Mm, maybe that could be it, but it's definitely not a do rag because of the way it's tied at the back. You can see that it's just a bandana. So, mm -hmm. um, if that's the problem, there's nothing to worry about. Obviously, he's not like he doesn't have his hair braided either, like some pirates did back in the day. So that's not a problem either. So I don't know. Maybe it's just precaution. But I feel like nobody will really have much to say about Hobie's hair in that context so don't worry about it i'm sure he'll be fine yep so next submission they say not a concern but just wanted to apologize in advance for anyone i'm next to during the sophie concert i'm going to be a dancing crying screaming fan chants poorly at the top of my lungs mess also side note but i'm thinking on will probably be their first song it was one of my top three favorite title tracks before covid but the lyrics hit even harder after these last two years so yeah, I'll probably start sobbing from the beginning. From the USA. See, this is the part where this is the part where I wish that this wasn't anonymous because I would like to know what day they're going because I would have probably been able to like at least see this person. Possibly, yeah, I don't know what yeah. day. Yeah, Daisy is going to be there. So if you see Daisy, um, don't be afraid to go up to her. She's probably. Um, you know what they, you know how, not to compare you to a bug, but you know how they're always like, it's more <laughs> afraid of you than you are of them? That's Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god that is kind of accurate though like if you see me please come up to me i may enjoy communicating with armies but i'm still a shy introvert so it's gonna be hard for me to just approach random people because like especially if they're in like groups it's like i don't want to mess up your like conversation or right because like they already have like this dynamic going on so why would i interrupt that then i just be this weirdo who's like trying to insert themselves <laughs> Right, like I don't, I don't, I just don't want to walk up to like some random group of people and be like, "Hey guys," and it's like that's when I can like physically hear like the record scratching in the background, <laughs> and it's like I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I like the theory um, of them starting with on. Like, I think that would be such a crazy high energy start to the concert. So I'm really curious oh, yeah. to see the track list. Oh yes, the tracklist I'm especially curious about because I or know I they're not gonna have this list, whatever you know right, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, the, the set list like I know it's definitely not gonna be like um, the same ones as like they've had for these online concerts. They're definitely gonna switch it up a lot because you know they're gonna have. I feel like they're definitely gonna like have a lot of performance heavy songs because they've been waiting to show us like a lot of these songs for ages now. And so I'm looking forward to that. And obviously, you know how they start their concerts, whether it's with like Idol or Dionysus. I definitely think that because of just the energy that those songs bring, On will definitely be like the concert starter because that's the song that they said that they've been wanting to perform for us the most because they never got a chance to do that. Yeah. All right. So that settles that submission. So the next one says, uh, they say, hi there. Firstly, English is not my first language. Sorry if I sound a bit funny. Anyway, I do have one concern. It's not a, uh, it's not really a big issue, but it keeps bothering me. FYI, I'm a baby army since mid of 2020. Congrats. I'm a Tay Stan. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> I'm a Tay Stan. I love him so much. As a fan, of course, I know my limit. And of course, I love all the boys OT7. I don't know if loving Tay too much will make me a solo stan. I know I should not worry about it as long as I'm not doing anything harmful to the others. I adore Namjoon's leadership, enjoy Jin's dad jokes, admire producer Yoongi's music genius talent, how Hobie Sunshine can brighten any day, appreciate Jin as Tay's soulmate, impressive with all rather uh, with all rounder Jungkook. It's just I got uh, a little guilty inside of me, um, and um, and I'm afraid that I will not make a good army if I'm loving Tay too much compared to the others. I know this might sound silly to you all, but I need some advice if I'm doing all right. Thank you so much, and I appreciate this kind of engagement. And this is from Malaysia. Don't worry, we can understand you perfectly fine. You're doing so well with English. And second of all, to answer your submission, I think that as long as you love and support all the seven members, there's not really like anything wrong with like relating more or, you know, having like relating more to another member or like having a bias. Like I think that you know, a lot of people think that by having that bias, it makes you a solo stand when that's not true. If you're a solo stand, that just means that you only love and you only support Taehyung. And while there are solo stands who will not, you know, bother the other members and they'll only support like their favorite member, you know, I wouldn't consider any of that like solo stand behavior unless you start like victimizing your favorite member. So like in this case, Taehyung or if you start going out of your way to just be like spreading misinformation and stuff like i feel like you know from what you've said here like you don't sound like a solo stand to me at all i think you're just like a regular army with a tay bias yeah uh and we actually explore a little bit more deeply about this in our second episode um uh episode two is having a bias problematic uh the conclusion we get 
from the episode is no it's not and it sounds like that's what this person here has like they just gravitate and maybe relate to Tay a little bit more than some of the other members and you know that's fine that's a natural human thing so don't worry too much about it and um welcome to the fandom yep all right so the next submission says since the announcement of the AMAs, the timeline has been making jokes about how a bunch of celebrities and TikTokers are going to try and go up to the Tannies. Obviously, we don't really mean to gatekeep, but we also shouldn't pretend that some of these people aren't actually interested in the boys. It's hard to find a sweet spot between excitement for new connections and hesitation from the people who just want clout. By the way, I love your podcast so much. Also, both of you have such lovely voices from the USA. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but uh, I I definitely agree. Um, there seems to be, at times, people can maybe get too protective where if anyone, mm. you know, wants to get a picture with BTS, it's like, oh, they're cloud chasing. And, uh, and part of me is kind of like, I mean, yeah, they're BTS. Who wouldn't want to get a picture with them, you know? Um, but then at the same time, on the flip side, you then have people um, that will, like, bend over backwards for anyone that shows, like, the, the most basic respect for BTS. Like, um, like how we've been, how the fandom flip-flopped on, like, James Corden. James Corden is actually, like, notoriously a terrible person um, behind, like, the scenes and i mean i mean like he's one of like he's kind of like another version of ellen degeneres terrible oh. employees extremely rude he's one of the most hated people um in fact if you go uh there was a reddit ask me anything for james corden and i kid you not there wasn't a single like positive thing everyone was just asking him like hey james what's it like being such a giant prick like that was like that was everyone's responses like it was awful everyone really hates james corden so um it's kind of funny though that that's one side of the internet that like people probably don't know about um so it was a little bit uh silly to see james get roasted because he clearly did not listen to b and people oh, yeah and people were disappointed by that uh it doesn't surprise me too much um we just because of stuff like that we just need to find a balance between you know letting the boys have fun with people um that show and interest them but also you know just be careful of who we do show um support to yeah, I definitely agree with you because, like, when it just comes to that, like, for example, like, there's so many different ways that, like, people call, like, others a cloud chaser. For example, like, if you don't tweet about BTS and then, like, you go and you take a photo with them, you're a cloud chaser because, like, oh, you've never mentioned them. But if you mention them too much, then people are like, oh, you're trying to ride on their fame, therefore you're a cloud chaser. So it's like, there's, like, this weird, like, middle area that people expect, like, celebrities to be. And I feel like it's just unrealistic because, like, at the end of the day, like, whether or not, like, you talk about something publicly um, does not dictate your like or appreciation for that thing. 
And I do feel like sometimes like these accusations about cloud chasing can be a bit performative, but at the same time, there are people who just genuinely see BTS as nothing more than a cloud magnet and they want to take advantage of that. And it's just really hard to kind of like, I guess, control like, like the extreme sides of it because, you know, it's always going to be either armies who are just bending over backwards for somebody in their replies, or it's going to be people just automatically assuming that person XYZ is a clout chaser. And it can get really frustrating, especially in terms of like, like, like BTS and people who they're like either already friends with or people who've already worked with BTS. Like, for example, I know like Max, um, when he was working with uh, Yoongi, there were a lot of people who accused him of being a cloud chaser because of how much he mentioned like, you, you know, Yoongi and like other things like that. And it's like, I understand like why you guys might be hesitant to believe that like, you know, there are some people who are really just doing this without no ulterior motives. But at the same time, it's like, is it really that hard to believe that like somebody could just be friends with BTS? Like we see them be friends with other people. Yes, they're more private about like their friendships with like other Korean celebrities. But like in terms of like Western ones, like I feel like there's like definitely people who they've worked with that like are just friends with them. And I feel like a lot of people don't really think about that. And I feel like sometimes we just act a little bit like helicopter parents whenever they go to these Western award shows, because it's like, we want them to go make friends, but then when they make friends, like everybody's doing like a background check on like every single person. And like back to what you were saying about like James Corden, like there are going to be pockets of the internet who weren't aware of like how he treats people behind the scenes. And so like, it's the, that kind of thing where like, you can't just expect every, like you just can't expect for somebody to know like everything about like somebody's background. For example, like if you, um, if you were just like, I don't know, like if you, if you were just, how, how do I put this? Like if you made friends with somebody and you know, like, I don't know, like a few months down the line, you find something, you find out something about them, then I feel like it's okay that like you may not have known before like a lot of people a lot of people will just like be like oh my gosh like how is like bts like happy around like for example like james corden when it could be that like a they're just trying to be like nice because obviously like they're still gonna be polite you know when they're on tv or it could just be that they just didn't genuinely know and um i don't know i feel like a lot of people just don't keep that in mind or just don't think it's possible Sorry if there's like a slight change in like audio level. I was grabbing my food. <laughs> but back to Army Anonymous. So that actually concludes the general category of questions. So now we're moving on to solos, antis, slash shippers. So the first submission in this category says Solo stands making me doubt myself as an army. My English skills are so poor, I cannot defend the boys in this way. I have so much to say to their faces, but I'm sorry I can't state my facts in English, and I'm so ashamed of myself. Jimin solo stands yesterday bashed me because I replied under a YouTube video saying that Jimin should go solo and BTS are overrated. People started calling me names just because I said Jimin is shining by himself equally as the other members do. He chose to be a part of BTS to the end so they can shine together, but I couldn't elaborate any further and they started attacking me out of nowhere in the form of groups. And with a crying emoji from Tunisia. Um, this poor person. I'm so sorry. That um, 
you know, I, I haven't really spent that much time on, like, BTS side of YouTube in a long time. Honestly, probably not since I first became an ARMY, to be honest. So, I don't really know how the solo culture is over there. And, uh, I... Dang, that's... I don't know, that's so harsh. Um, I'm really sorry that happened. Yeah, but, like, your English seems really good right now. So, um, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. I know in, like, terms of, like, defending BTS, obviously that's gonna take, like, a lot more of, like, big explanations. And, like, you don't have to force yourself to do that if you're not comfortable. So definitely don't worry about that. But, like, in terms of, like, some places, like, in the YouTube comment section, like... I don't know, like the last couple of like BTS clips that have come up on my timeline, I've gone into the comments and they were just like abysmal. Like for example, like there was this one clip from uh, the behind the scenes of the that run episode where they put together like Ikea furniture and like design those rooms. And it was like a clip of like just Jimin sitting in Jin's lap and like Jungkook was sitting next to them. And there were so many comments talking about like, oh jealous jungkook or how oh, jimin was being go. annoying or how like this this that and like i barely like i don't even think there was a single positive comment under that and there was like dozens and i was like what the heck like is this so normal weird. like i i don't know if it's just that particular video or like just the comment sections in youtube on the army side of youtube are just getting worse but like if it's anything like that like i can only imagine like what this poor person went through because like what they said there's absolutely nothing wrong with it like yes he's in the group but he still shines by himself he still gets attention he's still very talented and anybody who's like mad at the fact that jimin is in bts and the fact that like he chose to be in bts like that's saying more about you and like these people are so wrong for like attacking this girl especially because they said um that they were attacking in forms of groups that's something that solo stands always do yep. because on their own solo stands are like literally powerless um because anybody can ratio like some stupid solo account with like 20 followers but like once they gather in groups that's where they get their power from and that's how they can overwhelm other army accounts and potentially um either make them go private or delete their tweets or maybe even suspend them and so like there's just like a lot that they can accomplish when they're um in groups and a lot of the these solo stands like they are in big big group chats where like people like who are all solo stands they'll send each other tweets to go and like attack specific armies even if like those tweets like there's nothing wrong with the tweets that they sent they'll always find a way to like misconstrue them take them out of context etc etc so like it's just so frustrating seeing like regular armies who are just like getting dogpiled by solos for absolutely no reason at all yeah don't doubt yourself as an army you're doing great and there's i people just can't stand the fact that someone can be in a group and everyone in that group lifts them up you know it's not like everyone in bts is able to shine individually because they have such a strong support system that allows them to you know, fully perform and be their best. Not everyone, um, I feel like it's, we see this in like Western groups, you know, groups that are formed through X Factor. So we end up with situations like One Direction and Fifth Harmony where people, they don't agree on 
direction. They don't agree on the status of what it means to be a group. And so you always have someone that's trying to outshine the others. And so it's, it's something that I feel people are just not able to understand how it's possible to exist with others in a way that is just so healthy and that allows you to reach your fullest potential. And it's kind of sad when you frame it that way that people really just can't accept how much BTS support each other. So, yeah. Right, and you've even heard, for for example, like, BTS say out of their own mouths, like, um, back in, like, 2015 when Namjoon was filming his music video for, I think it was Do You, and, like, you know, the members came to, like, see him on set, and then he had mentioned something like, oh, you know, I never thought that, like, being in a group would help me with my solo career. So it was clear that they see themselves being in a group while doing their solo work as something that is positive and that's a benefit for them and not a reason that's, like, holding them back. So when solos continuously try and make it seem like it's the group that's holding them back from being, like, an amazing soloist, BTS think otherwise. So, and, you know, obviously they can never refute BTS's words. So just always, you know... Always just trust what the boys are saying. Always trust what BTS are saying because at the end of the day, regardless of how solos feel about BTS being in a group, it's their decision and they chose to be there. And if they had a problem with it, they wouldn't be in the group. So there's just nothing that we can do about like talking about, oh, this person should go solo, that person should go solo because clearly if they wanted to go solo, they would have done it by now. So if they haven't, that should be a signal to you that they're happy where they are and, you know, so we really just need to stop speaking over, you know, BTS and what they've been saying. Um, but yeah, I think that pretty much um, concludes that submission. So the next one wait, wait, says... Wait. Before we go into the next submission, uh, so we're recording this at like 7.20 Eastern Standard Time on the 18th. So <laughs> we uh, 13 minutes ago, Coldplay... <laughs> So, my universe is getting a David Guetta remix. Oh my gosh, I just saw what was sent to the group chat. I did not even know. That's crazy. Not one of our. Last time anyone even heard from David Guetta. Like, I. Since like 2013, 2012, maybe? That's that's wild, but. (laughs) One of our friends in the group chat, (laughs) uh, she sent the link for the Coldplay tweet about the David Guetta remix, and she was like, he's still alive. Oh, oh my god! That would be interesting to hear, like an EDM, basically an EDM remix. But I mean, even that was kind of all like already EDM, though. But like, we appreciate any type of remixes in this house. So, (laughs) okay. So the next submission says, um, "We got to start asking ourselves if we want to understand stuff or just confirm our biases, because there's no reason to why a person who's explaining something should get attacked for it. What do you want, really?" And this is from Brazil agreed because so many people on twitter exhibit such confirmation bias like they're just always looking for information that's confirming their beliefs and they just like shut out anything that contradicts what they believe in their head so this is like a big big issue with solos as you guys know um they never ever want to look at anything in full context in fact that's the reason why so much of their stuff is taken out of full context because if you put it back in its actual context then it goes against what they're saying and they don't want people to find that out 
And so that's why, you know, there's always such a huge issue of confirmation bias on Twitter because the solo community just, uh, it keeps on getting louder and it's just become very irritating because like no matter how many times you explain something to them in its most like basic details like they will just never get it they'll never understand and they'll attack you because it's like oh my gosh so you hate xyz member and it's like no i'm just telling you what the information is in its proper context if you're mad about that that means you're mad about the truth and that's a problem yeah it's it's really ridiculous how because part of me uh, part of me has the mindset where, yeah, these people themselves are ridiculous, but also on the other hand, Twitter's platform is just awful for discussion. Like, the way, like, threads, um, like, no one wants to read a thread, even though threads are there and, you know, people do read threads and stuff, but I feel like people are more interested in threads if there's, like, a funny story and, like, those are the threads that, like, go viral. Um, no one wants to, like, read a whole thread about, like, clearing something up. You know what I mean? Right. Because you always get people who are, like, quote-tweeting, like, oh, nobody's reading all that. And it's like, well, it's, right, what did you want? Right. I, I hate that. It's one of my least favorite things when, like, people, like, um, like, I understand, like, at sometimes it's, like, a meme because, you know, someone clearly did something wrong and then, like, they just say a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Right. Um, but sometimes it's literally just someone... The thing is, it's not even like people will post, like, a whole screenshot from, like, the notes app and it's a bunch of text. Like, people will say, I'm not reading all of that, when it's just, like, a tweet that has, like, the full character limit. Right. And it's, like, I understand that, like, the whole purpose of Twitter is for, like, microblogging and all that, but, like... At what point do we say to ourselves, like, we should probably be reading more because... Did you drop something? I dropped my chopstick. <laughs> oh, thank God. I thought, like, like, you dropped, like, your whole container of food. That would have been oh, no. so... <laughs> yeah, for, for anyone who's curious, um, I'm eating, like, kimbap, and I got, like, I decided to go with chopsticks over the fork, and... The cats desperately want to play with my chopsticks. Oh no. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, like, I understand that, like, Twitter is, like, kind of, like, for microblogging, but, like, at the same time, the way that, like, people will see more than three sentences and just completely lose their minds, it's like, girl, like, why is your, like, attention span for reading just so bad that you cannot sit through like more than like three tweets at a time like you need to do something about that it's the same way that like kind of like vine made it hard to watch videos over like a minute long for the longest time um and i feel still feel like there's like residual effects of that even today although tiktok videos are like now longer so i mean it's getting easier to watch like videos in full but like back when like vine was still like pretty prevalent like I would literally like look at a video and see that the timestamp is like, I don't know, 59 seconds. I'm like, damn, that's long. I didn't even think about that. I hadn't made that connection. But yeah, there is a lot of times where, uh, for example, if it's like a YouTube video and it's like an informational YouTube video, if it's like 10 seconds in and they're still doing their intro, I'm like, hurry up, get to the comments. <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially with like YouTube ads, like those would be like the longest fifteen to twenty seconds of oh my, my life. Even even like the just waiting for the five seconds so you can skip the ad. Right. It it feels hell. So much longer. Uh, yeah. There's definitely. Yeah, there's definitely uh, some reflection <laughs> that self reflection that needs to be done. I am glad though that TikTok TikTok now has like a three minute option for videos so we get like longer and longer um informational type videos longer and longer creative skits Uh, and i think i mean vine so being able to craft you know a story or skit and have it fit within six seconds like that that's a talent on its own but i do Mm. wonder Uh, with what you were saying, Daisy, about, like, how that's affected our attention span. Right. And I feel like Twitter is just the same, but just in, like, text format where, you know, people are so used to reading, like, such short tweets where it's, like, they see long explanations of something and they're, like, nope, I'm not reading that. Because, like, sometimes, like, for example, like, I'll post, like, a really long thing, like, or I'll screenshot something that I wrote from, like, somewhere else. And then, like, there will be sometimes people quote me and it's like, oh, yeah, I opened the picture and then, like, I immediately closed it. And it's like, okay, congratulations. Why did you need to tell me that? Like, if you weren't going to read it, why did you need to let me know that you weren't reading? Like, I understand for some people it may be a joke, but after I've seen it, like, five or ten times, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, you don't want to read it. Like, you can just scroll past, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, in terms of, yeah, in terms of just, like, to go back to the submission confirmation bias is just no good for anybody and honestly it's it's a problem that i don't necessarily know has a solution on twitter because at the end of the day regardless of how you explain stuff people will still see what they want to see i guess our best option is more prevention rather than treatment because like once you're stuck in your ways like it's pretty hard to get out of that so i would just work on you know teaching other people like the dangers of confirmation bias and how it's important that you need to look at all information not just the ones you want to read i think that's like an issue i've been having recently with people saying oh if you want to know just like look it up just research it but it's like "Mm, that's not really Mm. how it works because like everyone (laughs) when because you're going to be searching for something specifically that helps your point of view not what that person is talking about and so to just say oh look it up research it like they're purposely gonna grab a hold on the information they find that confirms their point of view which is i mean i just explained the definition of confirmation bias but like you that's why i i don't like how people are like oh you know just do your research just just look it up it's it's not that simple it's very vague mm-hmm. it doesn't help it doesn't help but that's that um so next submission this one says i really loved your episode where you discussed the shipping issue lately especially due to birthdays the in the soup new season and the boys being overly active it has got to a point where the hate towards the maknae line has been almost unbearable i never interact with those accounts just block a report but maybe it's time to get loud about it name and shame those accounts call them out especially large accounts because by not addressing them, they just continue the same stuff. Or they delete and make new accounts. Even if my timeline is well curated, something will slip in, which makes me wonder just how much hate is left out there unaddressed. And this is from Greece. Yeah, I think me and Daisy have also said, um, 
like the our I believe it was our third episode where we talked about uh, you know using the report blood the report button the mute button and the block button really really like utilize that to our advantage but when we look back on the episode I feel at times you know it is a bit outdated and that was only you know we started this podcast a little over a year ago um I I disagree I think I would look back on that and disagree at some points because at this point we can't just ignore it because then it just keeps growing and growing until um it's too big um and can't be ignored anymore so we really should you know start actually directly calling out and fighting back because it's not enough to just block and report i think um because those people are just like always going to exist and they're always going to grab more and more people so by being outspoken and fighting back you will also see how other people will see that and then that may also uh, act as prevention because they see all these people fighting back and it might make them think oh well there's this perspective um so let me look into that but if we just like kind of push them off into a corner uh you know you're you're we're actually doing more harm possibly right when it comes to shipping like i just feel like we've talked about like definitely the magni line has way more shippers compared to the young line and you know a lot of it is due to like the unique dynamic between you know Taehyung, Jimin, and Jungkook and I just feel like so many people just really just see the members as nothing more than like dolls they do not care about BTS at all they just see them as like something to project onto and I've covered this in fact like um something that recently um resurfaced I don't remember who, I don't even know who brought the thread up again, but one of my old shipping threads from like early 2019, somebody just like re- randomly resurfaced it and I was like, okay. And then, um, you know, one person was talking about like, there was just this long, long winded thread. It was technically, it wasn't, it wasn't even a thread. Even it, was a somebody, thread. it was somebody who replied to their own comment 21 times because I don't think they knew how to make a thread. And okay i'll I'll give them that that's fine but next time please just just make a thread it was so hard to follow the tweets and i had to go back into my mentions and read them in the orders that they popped up in my notifications because there's just no other way to figure out what on earth they were saying and you know they were talking about i don't know there was just they seemed to be a g cooker and you know they were talking about how my thread did address like some of the issues and how um there was but then i i guess it was kind of like their kind of point was like oh not all shippers are like this i'm like that's cool but i was never it's really ironic though because they're like not all shippers are like this but it's like i'm pretty sure your thread was directed at shippers like that person like at one point they were like going off about who cares if we think g cook is real leave us alone and i'm just like what is happening and I was like, girl, look, if you want to believe that they're real, whatever. But like, I was just mainly talking about my gripes with some of these really toxic shippers who do things that we've mentioned, not only just in my thread, but in our podcast episode, for example, the analysis videos. You guys heard us talk about people like Take Cook Lives, people who take every single moment from a BTS interaction um, uh, between Tay and Jungkook and just 
completely exacerbate it or take it out of context or make it seem like there's some type of romantic tension there when there is there, there's a possibility that it couldn't be it's like i just don't understand how so many shippers just want to be talking about oh we need to protect bts and stuff like that but like you're here supporting and hyping all of these analysis videos where if they were actually part of the lgbtq plus community you are basically just outing them to the public i never understood their campaigns for protection because they're like oh my gosh i feel so bad for them because they can never bring up this relationship but it's like well you're bringing up the relationship why don't you do them a favor if they were actually dating and just not talk about the relationship because if they wanted a public they would have made it public but instead you have people here who are just analyzing every single video and then are just like i feel and i've talked about this before in my thread how so many of these shippers are just underage because they've never experienced what a healthy relationship looks like because a lot of what they see in pop culture is just like really bad stereotypes about what romance is i mean think about movies that have been made from like really bad fan fiction for example 50 shades or after like all of these are just like riddled with problematic tendencies that you would find in like really bad relationships but like for all these young people that's all they know that's all they've seen and that's all they've experienced so they project these negative stereotypes onto bts's dynamic with the other members and so because of that that's why they come up with these like really weird confounded claims of for example like jimin being a homewrecker or tae being depressed with jungkook does as much as breathe next to any other person of the same sex or jungkook being jealous of like tae just being around anyone else like like you people like it just makes no sense to me how like they will just assign these character traits and like they do not match bts's personality at all like it just shocks me the way that these people will just continuously um just see bts as nothing more than shipping material and it just goes to show you how they really cannot separate like fantasy from reality yeah when i i was trying to like go back and see if i can like even pick out some of the things they were saying in the thread um and it was it was just a bunch of how can you say so much and so little at the same time like literally 22 tweets of like absolutely nothing is what i read like i was <laughs> even after i made my own thread in response like i was just so peeved because i was like i wasted my time on this i could have gone to sleep or something how did they find it like that was a twitter thread from 2019 and we're almost in 2022 <laughs> I guess they must have gone through my pin because I'm pretty sure I have it somewhere in my pin. But at the same time, you'd also have to scroll down to like the section where I'd have it pinned. And like, I just don't know how many people on a daily basis go through my pin thread just like that, just randomly looking for stuff and then replying to it. One too many. Know. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like their whole response. I'm not really, I really do not feel like reading out that whole thing. So if you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, you didn't. Maybe I'll talk about it at a different time. But it was just too long of a thread for me to even talk about it in full detail here. It was too much. <sighs> but yeah, that pretty much um, finishes that submission. So we're going to go to the last submission of this section. And this submission says, Solo fans, very young fans who don't care about the music, and this is from Canada, period. I, the only time I see solo stands talk about like music is in terms of like records, but like it's very little that I'll just see them praising, you know, their favorite member on their own, unless it's like to be in competition with like some other solo stands about their own fave. 
Yeah, so what I, um, I think also about the whole solo fans and, you know, praising the music aspect of it. It's like they don't even do that because remember the whole BS that went down with, like, friends because Mm. they, so if you aren't on Twitter, you didn't see it, um, it gets even more ridiculous. That's why I'm, like, pausing so much because the thought of it makes me so mad. Um, but <laughs> during the Weavers Magazine interview, they mem- the members were basically, or I don't know if it was Weavers Magazine. It could have been Billboard. Um, but anyway, Jimin was specifically asked about um, his work on Friends on Map of the Soul 7, and Jimin's solos were very angry that he was asked about Friends and not Filter because Filter was his solo song. But Jimin does not have producing credits on Filter, and he has them on Friends, which is why he was asked about Friends. And so, oh yeah, that wasn't like a what was it? It was either like Time Magazine or it was Time Magazine or Rolling Stone mm-hmm. article, something like that. One of those two. Yeah. Um, it was one of those two, and the whole thing was just super dumb, because, like, of course they're gonna ask him how he felt about working on something that he worked on directly. Uh, however, when Friends was announced as, um, Friends was announced as being on the Eternals soundtrack, oh my god, did you see, like, the amount of Jimin solos that were, like, we were the only ones that supported Jimin, like like friends did well because of us and blah 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 and i was like literally just a few months ago you were talking about how filter was more important because it was a solo and not a duet and now you're going out of your way to completely pretend that didn't happen and say that you were the only ones that supported friends and producer jimin Right. And it's like, we see right through you. Like, y'all are so two-faced. It just does not make sense to me how they will, like, so openly and verbally talk about how they're not going to support a song because it's not a Jim and Solo or how they care less about it because um, it's not just him on the song. But then when it's convenient to them, they'll suddenly say that they were the ones supporting it on a long <clears throat> When in reality, like, they were the ones who were trashing on it the most. And it just makes no sense to see them flip-flop between completely dismissing the song and pretending it doesn't exist to saying, like, oh, yeah, we're the only ones who care about it. It's like, no, you don't. Like, it's just ridiculous. And honestly, like, ugh, like it just it just frustrates me to no end because... You know, there's so much, like, they keep on saying how they're the only ones who, like, support their favorite members, but it's like, you guys do not even stream 90% of their discography, honestly speaking. And that number is even more for some solo stands, depending on how many writing credits their faves have. Because if you think about it, like, they'll talk about how they, they're the only ones who support their faves, and it's like, you support, like, three songs, maybe, and, like, two of them could be SoundCloud releases. So it's like, what are you doing exactly? Especially for the charts, like, what are you doing? And these are the same people who are saving up funds for like mixtapes and stuff. First of all, all y'all donating to solo fan bases for future mixtapes, y'all are stupid because these mixtapes are released for free and they're just, they're really just playing you for your money. You're getting swindled. It's been like a, I think it's, it's probably been like a year now where, and Jungkook's mixtape is still not out. So like, 
So, like, you should really consider where your money went. <laughs> you should really right. consider. Like, I, I genuinely don't understand what was going through people's minds to pool money for an album that hadn't even been announced. Right. There was no announcement. It's just more of, like, Jungkook saying, yeah, I'm working yeah, on yeah, it. I'm or sometimes, it. like, or, like, sometimes I'm re-recording stuff. But, like, there's never been an official announcement saying, hey... Jungkook's mixtape is coming out on this day at this time there's none of that and still people are like collecting money and stuff like that and it's mainly so they can probably try and see how high they can get on the charts so they can have his bragging rights because you know how solos are they'll never do anything with fully pure intentions so at this point it just makes me really upset because like these people clearly do not care about like bts and their music because if they really cared about supporting their faves career they would be an army not a solo stand right and then about the second part of the submission where they said, um, talking about how, like, young fans who don't care about the music, I think we definitely saw an influx of that, I think, in about, like, 2018, like, Boy With Love era. Uh, it seems mm. like, you know, people just want to be a part of something. And I get it. Uh, especially, you know, something as big as BTS. It's like, uh, it would be like, it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, you're like, oh, right. everyone gets so excited for when the movies come out. And I don't really know, you know, I haven't like watched a Marvel movie since like Iron Man. I mean, that's, this is perspective. I've seen every Marvel movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and But like, I see everyone having fun at the movies. And so like, I want to go to them and like, I want to be a part of you know this huge thing that everyone else seems to love and so i think that can be applied to really any fandom that's really huge you see all these people loving something and you're like wow like this must be super cool i want to be a part of it but because of the culture that armies have curated about being here for bts's music and lifting up their music that's why we get so much turnover where you'll see someone go from a BTS stan, quote-unquote, to a BTS anti in, like, eight months. <laughs> Sometimes even less than that. Like, you people will not even give them a singular comeback before you go straight down the BTS anti-pipeline. Anti like, it is ridiculous how quickly some people can show their true colors and just become an anti because, like, we knew you were never here for the music. Like, it's one thing to be a bandwagon and just be a casual listener, but, like, just don't, I just hate it when there are people who are like so obviously bandwagoning, but they try and enter into our spaces and take over our discourse as if they even know that much in the first place. And that's a lot of what solos do, not even just like regular bandwagoners, but like a lot of solos, they do not know much about like what's going on, especially like there's so many solos who like will only see things through out of context clips, but never actually watch the full thing. For example, there was that solo stand um that hobie solo stand who was saying how like oh um you know for this particular song like j-hope never was in the camera like he was never shown on camera when oh, like yeah. she played a clip and it was one of the other like multi cameras and it wasn't the main one that she was using so it's like so you never even watch like the full thing to realize that this wasn't even like the main camera that they were using and so now it's like you look stupid because clearly you don't watch the content you basically barely listen to his music because if you wanted to listen to his music you'd be listening to all of the songs he's in and you don't so it just really makes me wonder like 
like how jobless do you gotta be to be doing all this really and truly it's really it's it's such a bitter way to live like to just always wanting to be angry about something to always wanting to be looking for controversy to always be just waiting for something to happen so then that way you can prove just like how mistreated they are like that's that's exhausting that's an exhausting way to live especially since like like this person said like a lot of them are young people like you will see them be so like unknowledgeable on things like for example like how laws work and you know other things like that like you can see like their ignorance through how they tweet and it's like okay we know that like you're still in high school we get it like we know that you're not doing this professionally and that's why you don't know anything about it but just like stop talking over people who are experts at this and it, it just gets frustrating at that point but you know solo stands it's just a whole topic on its own but um i guess i'll probably just leave it there but that pretty much concludes the solos antis and shippers section so we're going to move on to the next section which is for music and performance so um this first submission says i wanted to express here i wasn't the biggest fan of the recent concert from today um, I think this is, they're referring to like the PTD online concert because obviously this was posted a few weeks in advance. Um, and they said, I didn't want to post this on Twitter and seem like I'm being too negative. I thought BTS did so well and their performance and vocals were top notch and even better than previous concerts. My main concern was the mic levels were too low and sometimes they sounded too quiet against the music. I was also not a fan of the remixes, although that's personal taste and I just prefer the original. Um, the, um, I don't, I don't know uh, what they, they mean here. Band. Ah, the band was a nice touch. Okay, um, they just omitted the end by mistake. Okay, so the band was a nice touch, although I wish they did orchestra for Black Swan, like a backtrack instead of the guitar. I feel like it would have fit the dramatic dance. Um, they were doing much better. And I wish that they did something more with the stage design, but I'm guessing that this was a one-day event. They didn't want to do too much, so I'm hoping the concerts in LA bring better stage design instead of a plain stage in screens like they always have. And this is from the USA. I, like, honestly, when I was watching that concert, it was a blur. Also, it was, like, 5 a.m., so, like, I was really <laughs> not in my right mind when I was, like, jamming out to the concert. But I do remember at times, like, the microphone levels could be a bit better. But, like, I also agree with this person. I just want to make sure that I hear my boys because they were slaying. They were slaying as usual. So, um, yeah, just, yeah, definitely agree with them with, like, the microphone levels. Um, and I personally really like the remixes. This person didn't, so that's personal taste. That's whatever. Um, so, but I did like the dance break that they did for Black Swan. I'm just so sad that, like, Tay wasn't able to do it. Although he was, he did kind of look like, you know, a Black Swan prince sitting in his chair, like, in the back there. I remember BTS were saying, like, the whole time, like, you look like a boss while you're sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he definitely did his part in terms of stage presence, even though he was confined to the chair. Um, and, um, in terms of stage design, yeah, cause it was a one day thing. I assumed that they weren't going to go like too hard with like stage design. Cause it's like a lot for just like one day, especially because like they're going to be doing stuff for the LA concert anyway. So I assume they didn't want to like put too much into stage design. Cause then they're going to have to like outdo that for the LA concert. And it's like, Oh, what then? You know, it was different for like the muster, for example, because they had like different themes they were going for, especially like, for example, with like the, OT7 Dechita and then chicken noodle soup so like there was a lot that went into stage design in that aspect because mustard is like a kind of like special thing on its own 
But in terms of like this online concert, I feel like they definitely did want to strip it back. That was probably more of an intentional choice because obviously they have LA coming up. They don't they don't want to go too hard. They want to save the best of it for like the physical concert. So yeah, um, for this person, definitely like I believe that the LA concert is going to be even better than all the concerts that we've mm-hmm. seen so far. Yeah, especially because you know this is in person and. This is going to be, BTS are going to see armies again. And so I feel like they are going to want the stage to be more elaborate, especially because um, there's, there, it's two, it's not going to be, it's not like a one night performance thing. So like, it's going to be less of a waste and less of a, co- uh, less production cost if mm. they are going to, you know, actually use set more than once right definitely agree with that um so yeah i guess that pretty much finishes that one so we're gonna go to the last submission of the section and this submission says the online stream for the la concert many people were talking about how it wasn't on the first day but also um but also are grateful for the one on the last day i get that we want one for the first day but at the same time i don't know like and this is from the philippines um i oh yeah the thing about how um they're not going to be streaming they're not going to be live streaming the first day Mm -hmm. of the la concert i'm not sure why they're not live streaming it i don't know what their plan is um maybe it was you know just so like the streaming service isn't like too overwhelmed with stuff to do um i don't know their choice for why they're not streaming the first concert though um it's not like i'm particularly upset because you know i'm going to be there anyway so it's not like i really care whether they live stream it or not but i can see why other people may not be like that happy about it i have a few theories possibly um because this is like their first time that's going to be like really really performing in front of people um just in case maybe something goes wrong on the first night um mm. the recorded version will be better and you know it's pretty it's actually a pretty normal thing for uh when like concerts are recorded or like any performance really because uh, you know i did musical theater uh, when i was in high school and there would be it usually wasn't opening night it would be maybe like the second third or fourth night that would be recording night. So that would be the night someone comes in, they're going to film the musical, and then that is what, it is that performance that will be sold as, like, DVDs to, like, the performers and parents and stuff. So it's actually pretty, like, standard for them to kind of just decide on one to be, like, the one that you live stream and record. And so I think, um... So I think it kind of does make sense. It, I, I think it'd be, as much as armies, we, we would totally watch the same concert over and over again, right? Um, I mean, I watched, like, I, I still watch their concerts, like, over and over again with the DVD links and whatnot. Uh, but I, I, but considering that I'm familiar with how, like, performances go when it comes to recording, I'm not too surprised right um so i guess maybe it's just yeah to probably account for anything that may go wrong in the first couple of days because i would say definitely um you know the first performances in like venues are always i guess the quote unquote roughest 
you know, because they're still, you know, getting used to the place, you know, they're, you know, this is the, it's going to be like the first day they're performing in front of people. So like, there's going to be like a lot of review and improvement that they're going to do after the first day that like, so like the second day is like a lot more like stream, uh, it's a lot more like smoother, you know, streamlined, you know, the, I feel like the performance, like, as it progresses on, it's just naturally going to be improved on more and more. So um, that could possibly be a reason why they're only live streaming um, the last um, I don't know if it's the last two days or just the last day, but like, yeah. Um, so yeah, that pretty much finishes that section. So, um, we're going to go on to the last section of this part and this section is internal fandom issues. Yeah. So this one says, I've only been in the fandom for a year. Wait, let me, let me adjust myself. Cause I had to keep getting up. Cause like Alice was like, climbing on stuff and like i had to move her so trying to make sure my mic volume is okay okay let me stay here <laughs> <laughs> I, I i took that first submission very seriously i'm really trying to be better about volume um <laughs> back to the submission this one says i've only been in the fandom for a year i was a quarantine army and honestly armies made me army i only knew about bts because armies were so loud about bts achievements and how they are as people but as I know more, I knew about Sasangs and that photos, um, about Sasangs and that photos that were taken by unauthorized people shouldn't be posted for the members' privacy. Can we talk about them and maybe if there are any accounts we should block and report for more baby armies to know? I just thought it's about time we don't tolerate, quote, they're famous people, people, people can't help but take pictures, end quote, because some accounts still do this and a lot of people just don't care. This is from the Philippines. Um, yeah, no, this is a really, this is a really important topic, um, uh, especially because people will often, you know, just save a nice photo that they see, and then they'll repost it and maybe not be aware of where it originated from. So if you see a photo and you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure that was taken by, um, uh, saucing, then yeah, you should definitely let people know. I'm pretty sure that if they really care about, you know, BTS's uh, safety and they care about BTS's privacy, if you let them know, hey, this photo's taken by a saucing, I they shouldn't feel bad about deleting it. Right. Um, because especially like with a lot of saucing photos, because they are quite literally stalking the boys. Um, a lot of them end up being candid and you'll see that is a pattern with a lot of sussing photos. So it may be taken from like, I don't know, the end of a street and like BTS is on the other side, they're doing something, but they're not aware that they're being photographed. And that's a pretty common trend with like a lot of sussing photos. And so if you see them, just do not like retweet them, do not like them because they're clearly taken without the member's consent. And um, it's it's just really not good for their privacy. And definitely, um, if you want to know more about like people who are like sassings or maybe even just fan sites, because fan sites also do sometimes take um, photos without the member's consent. So we do have an episode on that. If you haven't listened to it, I believe it may be episode thirteen or it something. It is thirteen. Ep I just want to go check episode thirteen. Leaving fan sites behind. Right. So if you listen to that one, we'll, we not only talk about like, you know, some problems with fan sites and how a lot of them, you know, can, um, can like, um, show sessing behavior. We also do name some accounts that have shown problematic sessing uh, tendencies and you can go, 
um, through those um, that we listed and you can go and block them. So feel free to do that. Um, so that pretty much takes care of that submission. So we're on to the last submission for this part. And this person says, I understand that it can be frustrating to never see BTS edits on TikTok that use their own songs, but now people are campaigning for the other extreme, which is to never use other artists' music in edits. Why do y'all think that editors can't do both? I feel like all this complaining just feeds into the stereotypes that armies refuse to listen to non-BTS artists. And the people with these opinions probably have never edited a day in their life either. And this is from the USA. Yeah, I definitely agree that like some people just refuse to promote BTS's music on TikTok. The, I don't think the alternative is to just never use other artists' music because definitely, while you know they do have a wide discography, there are some like songs from other artists where it may just fit the vibe of what they're going for better, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like look at Jungkook, even for his GCFs, he's not even using BTS's music in his GCFs. Jungkook cancel Jungkook BTS NFT. <laughs> like honestly, like. If even Jungkook doesn't use his own music for his GCF edits, I'm sure you will be fine. Definitely consider doing both. I'm sure there's no problem with like having um like having like an editing uh account on TikTok where you edit where like basically you make BTS edits with both their music and other people's music. Um yeah, I don't think that we should get into the habit of like just never allowing people to use other artists music for tiktoks because i there are definitely like a lot of edits on tiktok that i do like that don't have bts music on it, and i think that's fine but you know there are also a lot of edits where they do have bts music on it, and i think that's also fine like i feel like definitely when it comes to conversations a lot of the times like it'll start off normal and then the extremists find it and then suddenly the whole conversation is overridden so like at this point like it's just like two opposite sides of the spectrums fighting each other but we're over here like why can't it just be both like why can't mm -hmm. we just have edits that are both with bts music and without bts music and honestly i think the best way actually to do like a tiktok isn't to like make a bts edit and then also have bts music it's usually do like some kind of trend or edit that's like completely unrelated to bts at all and then have BTS as the background music because right. then that gets people interested in that editing style, gets people interested in, oh, well, what's the song that's playing in the background? Right, because a lot of people um, who are locals, if they see something that is tagged as K-pop or like a K-pop edit, then they're not going to click on it because a lot of them don't want to watch those types of edits. But if you put you know bts music over an edit over something else that like the last said is completely unrelated for example you can have a baking video and put butter in the background or something like that and let's say that that video goes viral then you have a lot of people looking for the song and then there you go because that's the same way that danger went viral a few weeks ago where um, people were doing a trend with like uh, clothes like you start off like with wearing like casual clothes but then like after like the beat drops in the chorus of danger then you look up and then like you're wearing like really like cool fashionable clothes or whatever so like it's like kind of like one of those transformation fashion tiktoks and so that went viral 
And then, you know, there are a bunch of people now in the comments under the Danger Music video who are like, oh, I'm here because of TikTok. Like, that's how you do it right. right. Like, a lot of times people think it's just, like, making BTS edits with, like, BTS music over it. But a lot of times it's just really armies that will hype them up. If you really want to get to the locals, which is really the crux of this whole problem because a lot of people were complaining about promotion. And obviously you don't need to promote to other fans because we're already here. Um, if you really want to get locals, um, yeah, definitely just do something completely unrelated. Just add BTS's music. Then that'll definitely get them interested in like the song choice. And that's really just how you hook people. Yeah, I think that sums that up. Yeah, so that, yeah, that pretty much finishes this part. So yeah, so if you've gotten to the end of this podcast episode, thank you for listening. Um, because of you know the number of questions we decided to make this one a two-parter but the next part well the final part really is going to be posted uh tomorrow and by tomorrow i mean sunday because <laughs> yeah. by the time this airs it's going to be on the saturday so tomorrow on the sunday you're going to get the final part um where we're going to do the other half of these questions so we will see you guys next time yep see you in a bit all right bye